The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's Monday, March 8th, and emergency sirens galore. Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys have come to terms on a contract extension that will lock in the quarterback through the 2024 season. Joining me to break it down on this lovely Monday evening when we thought we could settle in and have some pops. Ryan Wilson, yeah. what's going on? Yeah, so remember last year when Garrett Gilbert almost beat the Steelers and Ben DiNucci had to play and their season was torpedoed when when Dak Prescott got hurt and Andy Dalton took over and some dumbass said they're going to go 9-7? I don't know if I... I came here. No, I don't think I have it anymore. Sorry. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, I think I deleted it. I think I let it go. And now... Damn it! Full circle. I know this is that. This is your moment. I don't have it. <laughs> you blew it, dude. You, you had one job <laughs> to save that or to play the clip. <laughs> to save the clip and play it right now, when I Dak know. Prescott gets this huge deal. I don't think anyone thought it was a huge that this wasn't going to happen. The issue for me and the issue for everyone is why did it take so long? Yeah, I mean, look, the reality of the situation for the Dallas Cowboys, and I thought it was interesting that uh, Charles Robinson of Yahoo Sports pointed out that. You know, they were going here here is the problem. They're, they were gonna franchise tag Dak on Tuesday, on Tuesday before the deadline anyway. And they probably will still franchise tag him. So as to ensure that he does not become a free agent while they hammer out the details, while they hammer out the full you know, full details of the contract. Because he would then technically become a free agent. At any rate, a deal was going to get done at some point anyway. But for the Cowboys, who are snug up against the cap, they were in a situation where they were going to have to take a $37 million cap hit into the new league year. It was absolutely untenable if you want to try and make your team better and to pursue a championship, which is what they want to do by signing Dak Prescott. Now by doing this, and Adam Schefter of ESPN reports that this deal is actually a six-year contract with two void years, uh, and the full details, by the way. Dak Prescott, it's technically a four-year contract, air, qu- air quotes. Uh, Jonathan Jones, one of our insiders, reported this. $160 million uh, up to $164 million. There is a no-trade clause and a no-tag provision, and he gets $126 million fully guaranteed. It's a huge deal. Um, but because of those two void years in the back end in years five and six, uh, as reported, it allows the Cowboys to do what the Cowboys do best, which is to kick the salary cap can down the road a little bit further and to get some cap relief in 2021 when they want, again, they want to compete for a championship. They feel like they have the pieces. They're not going to have to cut, you know, maybe, maybe they still will, but like they won't hopefully won't have to cut as many guys and they just weren't going to be able to go into the new league year with a $37 million cap charge. They have a week, they had a week to figure this out as Andrew Brandt likes to like to tweet out all the time, and as people say, deadline spur action. And the Cowboys were up against a deadline 
as you point out, yes, it should have happened earlier. Should have happened two seasons ago. They would be under in a much better place from a cap perspective. Uh, they're going to have to redo this deal probably in three years anyway. the The contract he'll be you know he'll be worth thirty four million dollars in the final year, um, but they can't tag him, so they're going to be in a bit of a tricky spot as well. There, uh, all in all, though, uh, I think you can say a win win for both sides because yeah. I think the cow the Cowboys won in the sense that they got out of their the as I as I tweeted out, it's like with you know that famous like meme tweet where it's like, well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of my own actions, you know, like it's like, right. This is Michael Scott driving into the lake because the GPS told him to, but he escaped when D- Dwight saved him. Oh, he's safe now. That's what this. It's is. It's a win-win for for Michael Scott and for Dwight Schrute because. By by the way, you're doing the win-win. We last time my son is we're watching the he's 13. We're watching the the Office now. We're in season two and we're doing the negotiation season two where it's win-win-win. <laughs> where Oscar wears the shirt of the of the baby the kids playing the the instruments. Win lose, uh, lose lose. But I. I I don't know if it's a, it's a win they got their franchise quarterback. It's a lose in that they took them this long to get to this point. The funny thing is I'm looking at spot tracks, uh, quarterback salaries uh, sorted by average annual value. And number two is Dak right now at $40 million, right behind Patrick Mahomes, which makes sense. But if you scroll down, they still haven't updated it. At number 20 is Dak Prescott making <laughs> $31 million from his, from his um, franchise tag. So he could be around the – the 12th or 13th, or 14th paid quarterback, had they done this two years ago, he could be making Carson Wentz money, which sounds insane. 32 million or Kirk Cousins money, which is around 33 million, or Jared Goff money, which is 33.5, as opposed to now costing them $7 million more dollars a year for basically dragging their feet. Like, I don't know why it took so long. It, it shouldn't have taken so long. Look, we are not here to praise the Cowboys for getting the. I, I do want to praise the Cowboys for getting the deal done. I don't want to excuse the Cowboys like sloppiness in allowing this to like the procrastination that should not be excused. It should not be like, right. all right, you know, whatever they got the deal done. Eventually it worked out for them. No, they had to take on, you know, you, you make your team, you talk about, well, we want Dak to take less so we can make the team better. Well then you, if you want Dak to take less and you have to sign him ahead of time, you can't let him play out the franchise tags. And I think Dak gets what he wants here. Uh, Todd France, his agent, gets to say that Dak, he gets to point out that, you know, he held the Cowboys, you know, uh, what do you hold to the fire? Hold their feet to the fire. Oh, I almost said hold their head to the fire, which would not be. <laughs> you near. can do that too. That's Game of Thrones. <laughs> right, right, right. That's a little more aggressive. Uh, but yeah, he held their feet to the fire. He he he, you know, he can say this. He's not going to have to go out there and be like, well, you know, Jerry Jones took me for a ride and Dak wanted to take a little bit less, so we had to deal with it. No, he gets to go out and say, look at the cash I got for Dak Prescott in a situation where, A, he suffered a season-ending injury, B, the Cowboys are trying to play hardball, um, and C, there was a reduced salary cap coming into the year, and yet we still banged out this contract. So right. for, for Todd France, he gets everything he needed out of the deal. He, he got maximum value for his client. For Dak Prescott, he gets to help the Cowboys out, and he gets absolute, you know, like, he can say the same thing. Like, he got he got to, he got paid at the top of his profession. You know, he's With a no-trade clause. And he gets a no-trade clause and the no-tag clause, which means they can't fool around with him the next time around. When it comes to contract negotiations in three years, they are going to have to get it rolling early. And it's a lot easier to get that second deal done. So I'm looking now, just double checking. So we say this every time a deal happens. So April 
of 2019, two, almost two years ago. So when Russ signed his four year, one $140 million deal. And we knew that it was going to be some months after that when Dak would probably start renegotiating. So that was the, the floor, if you want to call it that. And Russ is averaging 35 million a year on that deal. Right. So you're like, okay, now you have to pay Dak 33 or North of that. Uh, then Deshaun Watson signed his deal, making 39 million. Then Patrick Mahomes signed his deal. Forty-five million on average. So now you have to. You well, know, Mahomes did Watson sign before Mahomes or Mahomes before Watson? I think, I think Deshaun signed right before the season started or right as the season started. Yeah, Mahomes signed before earlier. Yeah, yeah. So, but either way, I mean, you're now having to pay less than Mahomes, but more than Deshaun Watson at the forty million dollar mark, which is what we pretty much said. That's that's what's going to happen. You get to pay. More than than what yeah. maybe Dak Watson signed four year one hundred sixty million dollar extension. What what Dak said was, "Look, I have to make as much as Deshaun Watson made. Like, you need to understand that I can't take less than Deshaun Watson." And he didn't take less than Deshaun Watson. He basically got the same thing. And these numbers, I'm telling you, you know, I saw this quote, um, Calvin Walk Calvin Watkins of I guess Sports Day DFW is the Dallas Morning News. I think that's where Calvin is. Yeah former fan house colleague of ours, um, Nat Prescott, Dak's father, told uh, Calvin, I'm a lifelong Cowboy fan. I raised the kid a Cowboy fan. At five years old, he told me he will be a quarterback for the Cowboys. I don't think God gives you those type, types of gifts to make them incomplete. And the reason I think that's important is that, in my opinion, and I've been saying this all along, primarily based on a very quick conversation I had with Dak Prescott two years ago at the Super Bowl, um, that he was willing to just, like, the Cowboys just need to give him enough to make him happy. And he just wanted to be the Cowboys quarterback and move past it. But there were certain business like issues with it where you can't, you can't just take $28 million as a former, as a late round pick, you know? And even though that that's obviously life-changing money and you can't do that to your agent, you can't, you know, you need to maximize your value. And I think what the Cowboys did here by giving him that deal and tacking on the two dummy years that helps them out, they were able to give him the ability to say, look what I got enough. And to your point, yes, no, it should not have taken this long, but here we are. And the Cowboys got it done. And now Dallas, I'd be curious to see what his actual first year cap hit is. Well, you mentioned um, Calvin Watkins. He, he, so he tweeted this on, on Monday night. A source said Dak Prescott will get $75 million for the 2021 season. I don't know what that looks like salary cap-wise, but uh, in terms of bonuses. Well, that's the signing bonus, which will be spread out. So, I mean, I'm guessing that like he, he now has the highest signing bonus in NFL history at $66 million. Sweet mercy. I would like to see the... Does that count, though, given that $85 million of Kirby Cousins' deal was all guaranteed? Well, it's just a signing bonus, so it'd be like eleven year, eleven million spread out. All right, so all right, well, let's do the quick math. So eleven million dollars of a signing bonus per year over the lifetime of the deal, spread out, presumably. Um, so that's a minimum of eleven million dollars in terms of his salary cap uh, hit. Let's say that his base salary for if the signing bonus is sixty six million. That means maybe the base salary is nine million dollars. So he might only have a salary cap hit of twenty million dollars this coming year which would be a steal for the Cowboys in terms of their ability to maneuver in the cap. If it's $20 million or less, I guarantee you, when we look at this contract, it is going to look funky as hell. The Cowboys rigged this thing to make sure they have additional salary cap space to make sure 
that they can maneuver in free agency to make sure that they can do everything they want this offseason. And so I'm guessing somewhere between 18 and 20 million, I'll say 18 and 23 million dollar cap hit for 2021 is just my guess. That's a good guess. I'm looking at uh, Deshaun's deal. His 2021 cap hit year two is going to be about 15.9 million. His cap hit last year was just under 10 million. Yeah. So, I mean, in theory, what was. um, Sorry, quickly. Dead cap last year for Deshaun was 75, though. This year it's going to be 67. So, those are the things, you know, you got to sort out. Right. I mean, again, like when you sign these guys to this contract, you're not expecting a situation like. um, And and, uh, Deshaun's Deshaun's signing bonus was under $40 million. So, that's why you would sort of get those numbers a little bit differently, I think. Um, because Dak is at $66 million, he got that much cash up front. Presumably, you know, it's going to be, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. Deshaun was $27 million signing bonus. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? So, like, that's a lot mm-hmm. less spread out across the course of the deal. Also makes it easier to trade him. At any rate, I'm guessing somewhere no, between. No trade clause. They both have no trade clauses. Yeah. Or, well, yeah, but they can approve the trade. Like, the, right, like the, yes. if you cut or trade him, it doesn't, accept, you know, like if yes. you cut Dak Prescott, like after this year, for whatever reason, if you have, you know, the dead cap hit would be. It accelerates all the. Uh, f- it, right. The $55 million dollar future signing bonus is accelerating. So it would be obscenely big. Which so, is something Jerry might do. Sure. Who the hell knows with Jerry Jones? At any rate, I would guess. What happens if you cut Dak and just sign him again and cut, keep cutting him and signing him? Like, will it, will it accelerate the, you have 500 million cap it? I wonder, eventually you would just be $5 billion below the salary cap. <laughs> so I'm guessing somewhere between 18 and $23 million for his cap hit next year, which again, will allow the Cowboys to do a lot. Um, you know, they were facing a $37 million cap charge. Maybe it's less. We'll see. Um, but that, that would be my guess. And they'll be able to maneuver pretty well. They have some cuts they have to make. They'll restructure some dudes. Cause that's what they always do. Um, for Dallas, I will say that, you know, on a team that's very stars and scrubs, you got to have your biggest star and you got to have a franchise quarterback. And as you pointed out at the beginning of the podcast, Ryan, this team stinks without Dak Prescott. Their defense probably isn't going to magically get better overnight, even though Mike Nolan being gone and Dan Quinn showing up should improve it. I mean, I think you look at this. Dan Quinn was the guy. Yeah. I mean, I think you look at this Cowboys team and with Dak under contract and set to report, they're the the favorite Uh, in the division, right? uh, Let me think about that while I tell you this. You're not taking Philly. Well, Debo might. Do we want to take a break if we're going to keep talking? Debo wants to know. Uh, Yeah, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll discuss if the Eagles are worthwhile. (laughs) Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So what I was going to say was uh, my mock draft came out Monday, and the first three rounds I had him taking defensive players, cornerback, safety, defensive tackle. So that sort of addresses your point. But I think you're right. I think they are the favorites um, in that division. The Giants, they get Saquon back, but they have issues along the offensive line. Their defense was sort of up and down, but their defense certainly played better than, than the Cowboys did. Uh, football team, they need a quarterback. I mean, their defense is legit, but who's the quarterback? And yeah, so I think it's Cowboys. I mean, there's a path to nine and seven, all that other nonsense. Uh, <laughs> I will say this. I think the biggest 
I don't even know if he's the loser. I just think he was blowing steam. Uh, let me put it to you this way. Russell Wilson can take this team off his list now, clearly. Well, that was so my now, I, that was my follow-up question, but my or my my next question. But let's let's just look at the division before we get to Russell Wilson. I agree he's a big loser. Um I mean, if I'm ranking the the division, I think I'm going Dallas 1, Giants 2, Washington 3, Philly 4. <laughs> I think so. Debo, <laughs> any any complaints about that? Debo is uh, in the process of moving and jumped on if you heard that ding ding. Uh, when Devo joined the Zoom, any 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 thoughts? I mean, you obviously didn't want Dak signing long term, right? Uh, yeah, my mic's not going to be great, so I'm not going to talk long. But uh, yeah, the Cowboys' future with Dak is is much brighter than the Eagles with Jalen Hurts at the moment. But time will tell. I told you, I I, I like Dak more than I like Deshaun Watson, so I, I think highly of Dak, and that takes a lot for me to say as an Eagles fan. Yeah, I think Dax. I I don't I don't I've never understood why there was any hesitation on Dak Prescott. I don't even know if there was hesitation, and, and I the Cowboys because, hesitated. Well, I say that because Jerry Jones was about to have a breakdown when he saw Dak break his leg. Like he was legitimately. If you don't like someone or you have no plans to move, I mean, he ain't crying if Andy Dalton. You think he cried when Andy Dalton got COVID? He's like, all right, Jeez. bring in Danucci. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it was just. Who the heck is Ben Danucci? I didn't scout that guy. <laughs> I don't think it was just Eagles fans. I, I think a lot of fans said, you know, look how good that offensive line was for the first couple of years. Look at the running game and look at the wide receiver weapons. There is and has been a lot around Dak Prescott. No but, doubt about it. I mean, look, and that'll be interesting to see how now he, he was putting up numbers last year before he got hurt. And the offensive line is not going to be the same. You know, they Travis Frederick is a, is their highest dead cap charge. He's gone. But I thought Dak, I thought Dak acclimated very well. You know, they they're hurting their own team by having paid Zeke Elliott. And by the way, just to be clear, before I get in trouble, I'm glad that Andy Dalton overcame COVID and he's not hurt. I was you're not going to get in trouble. You never know. Yeah, that's true. You don't ever know. I'm just glad Breach wasn't on the podcast for this. So yeah, I mean, look, the Cowboys are the favorite with Dak secured, and this is an opportunity with Dak locked up for at least, you know, the next three years or well, four years, technically, or you renegotiate probably between the third and fourth year, this is an opportunity to rebuild around him and to, you know, continue to focus your efforts on making sure everything around him is good. I mean, he's going to have Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CD lamb, Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard, and an offensive line that, you know, while not as good as the 2016 version of the offensive line is still a very good offensive line. There's no reason to think this de- this offense can't be top 10, top five best in the NFL, even, and maybe even more of a reason to believe it, it could be if the defense is terrible. You referenced it, Ryan. Russell Wilson. Now mm. down to th- just three suitors who didn't even know they were suiting for him. Yeah, the the Bears, the Vegas, the Vegases, the Raiders, and who's the other team? The New Orleans Saints. Yeah, the Saints. Is Drew Brees coming back? I was on radio today, and someone tried to say, oh, we, he may come back now. He is like, posting Instagrams where he looks like he's like, personal best, doing this. It's like, what? what? You know what's funny? I I, real, I saw the name of the person who put that Instagram, him pushing that sled up the driveway. Another William Mary guy. He's Drew Brees' trainer. I didn't even know that. He played football with Mike Tomlin and Sean McGarrett. I, I didn't know him as On the Brees thing, the only reason it doesn't – and the only reason it doesn't technically matter if he hadn't retired now is that – He's going to have to be a post. I think he needs to be a post June one retirement. 
to, oh, okay. to get the Saints the salary cap room, maximum salary cap room on his retirement. But So there's no rush. Yeah, but he still has a cap charge on his current contract. So it's a little weird in that sense. So they're going to have to... It's time to move on. So Yeah, but I'm saying to but they're going to have to get under the salary cap with Breeze on his current charge, and then he'll provide them, presumably, when he officially retires after June 1st, some additional cap space. For the Raiders, they can basically cut Derek Carr whenever they want if they were to trade for Russell Wilson or to send him back to Seattle. But I always thought that the only the team... Raiders- the Raiders don't make sense for Russell Wilson if his whole thing is winning. Because if you're trading for Russell Wilson, the amount of stuff you have to give up, that defense is going to somehow be worse. I, I don't – yeah, they're not as – it's a harder division. Yeah, that too. It's a harder division with an offensive line that as we covered on tomorrow's podcast where we break down the AFC West and offseason priorities, the Raiders may be losing offensive linemen. You know, Trent Brown is on the trade market. Uh, the Raiders – Raiders have worse receivers than the Seahawks. I think he was just blowing off steam. May, at any rate, my point being is that the team that always made the most sense for Russell Wilson to be traded, and remember, the, the Seahawks can't trade Russ until after uh, June 1st because that's when his cap charge is actually a feasible to deal with in 2021. So the team that made the most sense to me was always the Cowboys because yep. Dak would presumably be on the franchise tag. And not only that, because you, you talked about the the way the AFC the NFC East is shaping up, it's the exact opposite of the AFC North in that every quarterback in the AFC North there are three really good quarterbacks and one that's a thousand years old. The NFC East has one good quarterback and the other a ton of questions. Right. Uh, the NFC West has now Matthew Stafford and Kyler Murray and Russ Wilson. Russ Wilson will be going to the NFC East where he would just be dominating. You don't need a great defense if you're the only show in town. That ain't going to happen in the AFC West. NFC West, but yes. No, no, AFC West if you're... Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, he's the second best quarterback in the AFC West. That's assuming Justin Herbert doesn't continue to stay red hot. Right. You go to the NFC East, you're the best quarterback for the next five years. Easily. Right. So this is... You're right. This is worst case scenario for him. So maybe he is a loser. No, no, I think he's a loser. I was just trying to hit up the NFC East I wasn't sure if he was or not, but because, I mean, Seattle's not a bad situation, but I think the Cowboys is a better one for him. Yeah, and Russell Wilson would eat up the idea of being the Cowboys quarterback. I mean, he would be... Oh, God, be unbearable. But, yeah, I mean, I think Russ in you – know, if Russ says, I've only got four suitors, and – Well, someone said that. We don't know who. <laughs> right. I mean, his agent says he's only got four suitors. Yeah, the Cowboys have better weapons than the, the Seahawks, but not by a crazy margin. And the offensive line is better. The defense is substantially worse, even if the Seahawks aren't a good defense. So – None of it ever made sense, but if Russell Wilson is looking to get traded, the team that could have dealt Dak Prescott back to the Seahawks after the you know the June first uh, deadline for Russ's cap charge to be like viable is now off the table. So there's three teams, and I just don't see how the Raiders, Bears, and Saints operate. Now remember the I was say the Saints. Could the, would you trade Would you trade Russ for Marshawn Lattimore and Ryan Ramchick in a first round pick? I saw a reporter there trying to rework both those players' deals in New Orleans to bring down the cap charge. Obviously, yeah, I mean they could uh, sign them to extensions and 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 get their numbers down to like two million dollars in year one, yeah, you know, first year. I don't think so. In part because it's sort of the Sean McVay effect with Sean Payton. You feel comfortable, and the way he and he was talking to you about this, the way he was talking up 
Jameis Winston, who is, as we sit here, unsigned. Friend of the podcast, Sean Payton. He was quite forthcoming. It, it made I was believing. I was like, yeah, okay. And we saw Jameis come in and make that one great throw in the playoffs, and he looked slim and looked happy to be there and all those other things. I don't know if I'd be willing to give up that much because, I mean, who's the competition? Is this the year that the Falcons put it together defensively? Are the Panthers going to be a year closer? We have no idea. Uh, oh, the Buccaneers, their competition. <laughs> I, knew <there's> one, <laughs> I knew there's one team in there that's, that's actually pretty good. But I don't know if Russ Usually you were saying who's the competition for the Buccaneers. Is the, is the... <laughs> I was thinking the Saints. I forgot about the Bucs somehow. My apologies to Bruce Arians. But I don't know if giving and up a, an, yeah, uh, an offense, uh, all-pro offensive tackle and all-pro cornerback, in my mind at least, and a first-round pick for Russ Wilson makes you better. I mean, clearly better than Jameis, but you're losing a lot. No, I mean, I think that's a – yeah, I mean, I don't know that Russ – It's a conversation that you have to have more than 30 seconds. To the drop-off from Russ to Jameis is obviously huge. I mean, but is it big enough to but make up for how a, much? And how much do you trust Sean Payton? Sort of the Sean McVay, Jerry Goff thing, which clearly didn't work out. He went 5-0 with Teddy Bridgewater and won games with Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. You know, you feel like you trust and him. And he did Sean McVay get to the Super Bowl with Jerry Goff, too. With that defense having a lot to do with it. So that's the other thing. You're giving up something and losing Marshawn Lattimore in the first round pick. Yeah. I mean, I think. But, yeah. 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 So that's a, uh, that's a, that's a conversation that will have to be had. Russell Wilson's future remains up in the air, but we will not have to worry. I was saying on radio, I told our pal Adam Gold uh, yeah. on, on Monday that I was like, they were going to be talking about this for told the middle of July. And then tonight it's done with. So that's kind of nice. It's not going to linger over our heads for the next three months, waiting for this deck contract to drop the way it has been for the last like several years. And the Cowboys locked up the franchise quarterback. They did the thing they should have done years ago. Dak is a really rich man. And uh, now they got to get to the business of figuring out how they're going to go eight and eight and still make the playoffs. <laughs> That's the Dak Prescott emergency podcast. Thanks for listening. Subscribe, rate and review. Make sure and check out our AFC West Look ahead coming up on Tuesday morning. Mock Draft Monday with Ryan Wilson in the podcast feed today. Talk to you guys later. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, one love. Rated PG 13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.